Welcome to the Beeson Podcast coming to you from Beeson Divinity School on the campus of Samford University. Now your hosts, Doug Sweeney and Kristen Padilla. Welcome to the Beeson Podcast. I'm your host, Doug Sweeney, here with my co-host, Kristen Padilla. We are very excited about today's guest. He preached a wonderful sermon in chapel today. You can find it on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Beeson Divinity. He serves as the president of North American Lutheran Seminary. He's a pastor in the North American Lutheran Church. And in case you've not yet heard, Beeson is now an approved seminary of the NALC and of one of its sister denominations, the Lutheran Congregations and Mission for Christ, or LCMC. We'll get into these things in just a few minutes, but before we do, let me ask my podcast partner, Kristen Padilla, to introduce our guest and get our conversation started. Thank you, Doug. Hello, everyone. As Doug has already mentioned, we have on the guest the Reverend Dr. Eric Reeson, who is president of the North American Lutheran Seminary, which is housed at the Trinity School for Ministry in Pennsylvania. And he's an ordained minister in the North American Lutheran Church, which we want to talk to him about today. So welcome, Dr. Reeson, to the Eason podcast. Thank you, Kristen. It's great to be here. Thank you, Dr. Sweeney, uh, for your hospitality it's been just delightful. I've um, uh, loved this seminary and uh, your chapel when I visited here a number of years ago, and um, it uh, was an honor to be able to uh, proclaim the gospel today and uh, um, from your from your chapel. So thank you. We hope you come back many times. Uh, from your lips to God's ears. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> well, we always like to begin these podcasts by allowing our guests to share some more personal words about yourself. Uh, so could you introduce yourself to our listeners? Where Kristen, you're I'd from? be delighted to. Yeah. Well, um, I'm married to uh, Terry Lynn, and we have three grown children, and uh, they're kind of scattered, one in Ohio, one in New Jersey, and our youngest right here in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. And we were able to see him, he and his wife are at the, the university there. And we are the proud grandparents of one little granddaughter, our first River Lynn. Uh, as uh, Dr. Sweeney said, I'm the president of the North American Lutheran Seminary. And we can talk more about this later, theological education, pastoral formation, and what we are trying to do uh, to secure pastors uh, for the uh, for the church. We're looking forward to diving right into those really important topics. Uh, before we do, lots of lay people listen to the Beeson podcast, some pastors, some alums of Beeson Divinity School, a lot of people who'd be interested in hearing the story of your call to pastoral ministry and your own formation as a pastor. Thank you. Now, I'll be honest with you. In my high school class, I am not exaggerating. I think I would have been voted the last person to enter the Christian ministry. All right. Hmm. That was not anything on my radar screen. Um, was not raised in a uh, church family. I did uh, attend Sunday school as a uh, uh, child with the neighbors, uh, which eventually led to my baptism when I was about 11 years old. And uh, we were just not a church family. We weren't even Christmas and Easter Christians. All right. We were nothing. Mm -hmm. And, um, so when I came to faith as a, as a young adult, 
largely through outside the traditional church doors and the old the Jesus movement and um, preaching and you know the music of that time. And um, I uh, began to read the Bible. And I'd never read the Bible before. I remember going to a Jesus Christ superstar with a, a girlfriend, and uh, she was kind of explaining the text to me, like, "Now, who is this now?" Because we were just not, you know, who's Pontius Pilate and people like that. It just wasn't part of my my uh, upbringing. And something hooked me in in those years, um, a fascination with um, I don't, you know, questions of of truth and and God, which I think is, you know, they haunt all of us. And um, that led uh, eventually to a lot of circumstances. And uh, when I was in college, I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. And so I had done a lot of different things, but uh, was student teaching and decided seminary. And um, because I didn't know where I fit in this church, you know, from an outsider looking in, it just, you know, what's the difference between a Methodist and a Presbyterian and a Lutheran, et cetera, and all of them from the the Roman church. So I decided to go to Fuller and uh, because it was multi-denominational. And so I went, uh, I was, you know, a young man with a mission to figure some things out. And long story short, eventually got connected with a Lutheran congregation in Southern California and had did an independent reading and um, the pastor encouraged me uh, after I finished uh, uh, a master's to uh, apply to the Lutheran Seminary where I finished my MDiv and um, was ordained and then has been serving in the Lutheran Church for the past 30 plus years. So uh, there's, a, that, that, there's a lot of you know, detail, but that's the overview. Well, we've already mentioned um, the North American Lutheran Church a couple of times in this podcast, also known as the NALC. Um, but we have listeners who did not grow up Lutheran and uh, would, uh, I think, uh, benefit from hearing some of its history. Uh, so can you tell us more about your denomination, its distinctives, its history? Sure. Um, you know, well, um, the Lutheran theological movement, you know, of course, um, the, the catalyst was uh, Luther and the Lutheran Reformation. Um, and I, I love it that in the Beeson uh, video introducing the dome, I, I really appreciate that when they talk about Martin Luther as one of the uh, figures in the, in the dome there, that he did not intend to start a new denomination. And one of the things that attracted me to Lutheranism was simply that. Uh, it was not trying to start something new. It was actually trying to clarify and cleanse um, the, the historic church that there were abuses that everybody knows of. And Luther's attempt, rightly or wrongly, uh, successfully or unsuccessfully, he tried to bring the church back to um, its roots that had been, you know, somewhat obscured. I won't say lost. Uh, but obscured. But from that, unfortunately, um, there was a schism and it didn't stop there. The, the splintering of the church in the West uh, until the multi-denominationalism that it is today. And so the, the Lutheran theological movement today is is very diverse. And unfortunately, there have been schisms within the Lutheran tradition, as there have in every other Protestant mm-hmm. communion. And uh, the North American Lutheran Church is an attempt uh, and what I call the vital confessional center 
of Lutheranism in North America. We're trying to remain, um, have diversity, but remain faithful to the the original kind of theological genius that uh, the Lutheran reformers were trying to convey, be faithful confessionally and biblically, and also to be culturally engaged, but not culturally determined. All right. Uh, we don't want the culture, you know, to be uh, to be the driving force. We want to be engaged with the culture in every way. But we also, when the gospel, when uh, God's word, uh, there's some clarity uh, there. We we need to be faithful, and that's what we're trying to do: to be uh, faithful to how we hear uh, God speaking today. And um, that's why we need friends like Beeson, and that's why we're so happy to be here because. You're trying to do the same thing, and uh, from whatever tradition you find itself. I hope that answered, you know, 500 years in like a minute and a half. That's great. We're (laughs) on the same page. Uh, So, Eric, tell our listeners a little bit about North American Lutheran Seminary and how you became the head and what you're trying to do these days. All right. Well, I am a parish pastor. All right. I have served in a parish for 30 years. I've also been very active in the uh, Commission for Doctrine and Theology of the North American Lutheran Church. Uh, and have been, as uh, all pastors are, there is a, a scholarly vocation in, in the pastorate. Uh, at least there should be. We continue to sharpen the saw, continue to grow. Many of us were called uh, into ministry because of this passion for uh, theological education and the truth uh, of the gospel. And, um, you know, we wanted to bring that up pastorally, but also we have a, a, an intellectual engagement with that as well. So I was safely ensconced in a parish in Ohio, enjoying my ministry when I got a call uh, from a former bishop who told me um, that there are two times in his entire ministry that he knew the Holy Spirit was telling people to do things. And one was a, a certain pastor to a certain call. He said, the second is you. The Holy Spirit wants you to take over the role of president of the seminary. And my wife and I were, you know, we just thought and prayed about it. I had other affirmations as we prayed uh, that this was something we were supposed to do. So I left parish ministry and became the president of the North American Lutheran Seminary, which is kind of unique. We're not a bricks and mortar seminary. We're a seminary um, in which we enlist the aid uh, aid of uh, a variety of other seminaries. Uh, Beeson is one in our network. And these are the seminaries that we say, we want our pastors to go to one of these because we can be assured that they will be orthodox and biblically faithful. And, you know, uh, they have what we want. They want to work with us. So we're happy to be be sent to recommend it to as one of the seminaries in the network. And um, I am doing a lot of uh, speaking and I do some teaching at the seminary, I teach homiletics. And uh, yeah, it, it's a great challenge. But who knows what God will do? That's a nice segue in, into uh, talking about more this partnership that you just mentioned and that Doug mentioned at the top of the show. Can you tell us more about the partnership? How did this all come about? Um, what does this look like? And why is Beeson a good place for Lutherans to train for ministry? Well, good question. So I'm going to focus on Beeson because this is a podcast. I knew of Beeson uh, a number of years ago, uh, reading a journal, um, and uh, Timothy George, Dr. Timothy George would write for that journal, and I was very impressed. 
And I've said that he was the most, most Catholic Baptist I'd ever heard. All right. He just had a really strong sense of the church and ecclesiology. And yet he was faithful to his, his Baptist heritage as well. And, uh, and then a friend of mine um, began to teach here, Jerry McDermott. And uh, I was down here for a Lutheran Anglican theological consultation. Um, and I liked it. It just felt right. And I, the buzz, if you will, was very positive of what you're trying to do here. And then I met uh, Dr. Sweeney, met Doug, and very open uh, to this idea. And, and, you know, he is a Lutheran also. And so we just began to explore possibilities. Uh, would it be possible for this to be a recommended seminary? Can we grow into a relationship and where we can be assured that our students will be formed faithfully in this wonderfully ecumenical environment. And uh, I know with the Lutheran faculty you have here, that can happen. And I think it is better to be in an ecumenical set, uh, situation uh, because it isn't groupthink. All right. You've got to know why you're a Lutheran and not a Presbyterian or whatever. So uh, I'm just real excited. We, we love it down here. It's neat to have a place in the South uh, geographically. And if I had a magic wand, we would have um, many, many more Lutheran students. And by uh, the grace of God, someday we hope to. Well, we love you too, Eric, and uh, we love the NALC, and we love catechisms. Uh, we love teaching people about the Bible and the Christian faith. And I want our listeners to know, just a few years back, you published something called The Christian Faith, A Catechism for the Curious. And you talk about providing an orthodox guide for those who are curious Christians from an evangelical Catholic strand of thought. A lot of decent people know that language, but maybe not all of our listeners do. Can you tell them about the book? Tell them about your catechism. What do you mean by evangelical Catholic? What do you mean by catechism for the curious? Absolutely. This is fun. All right. I began this book. Uh, because when I was teaching new members uh, instruction to bring people into the church when I was in Pittsburgh, uh, to be honest, I, the material that I found, like the int introduction to Lutheran Christianity, it wasn't engaging, and it was answering questions no one was asking. All right, The development of the Lutheran liturgy or some historical fine points and things like that, as important as they may be, I don't want to un underestimate that, but I found that what even Christians, the questions they were asking, sometimes they were a little bit even afraid to ask about their doubts, about um, uh, things like science and how does it contradict uh, or the popular culture, the way it's depicted of the Bible being, you know, written years after the events uh, that it purports to narrate and things like that, as well as just um, an understanding of the essentials of the faith, the doctrine of the Trinity, for example, or the inspiration of scripture. And so I began to write a series of lessons for new members. And this involved into what became uh, the Catechism for the Curious, which, by the way, will be updated and revised and out again um, in a new edition by the end of the year, I hope. The manuscript is at the editor and they're formatting it now. Um, so that was that was the, the gist. I, I wanted to create conversations where we could talk about you know, even the, the challenges to faith, you know, the existence of God, we begin with that. And why do we believe in God? And, and uh, in a world such filled with such suffering. So, um, you know, those were the questions people I sensed were asking. You mentioned evangelical Catholic, and I'm of that strain 
uh, of Lutheranism that considers um, the Lutheran Reformation to be um, a reform of the, the Catholic faith, not a, a change, not departing from the Catholic faith, but an attempt to really clarify uh, what the church teaches and to um, present the, 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 that truth in, in um, sequence with the great tradition of the church fathers and all the people that some of the people you have in the Dome of Beeson, you know, we're part of the same family and we need to learn from each other. It's not uh, just uh, what Luther thought, but it's also what Augustine thought and uh, uh, all, you know, St. Francis. And, and today, I, I, you know, one of my favorite theologians is um, Benedict Sixteenth. Uh, you know, the, the Pope Emeritus, uh, we can learn from each other because we're confessing or trying to confess together the same essence of faith. So to be an evangelical is to be gospel-centered, scripturally based, emphasis there, uh, the, the importance of a of a personal faith, you know, a living faith, but it's also to be deeply rooted in the Catholic faith, in the creeds of the church, in the traditions of the church, even uh, the hymnody and liturgy of the church. We are part of the great church in all of its fullness, uh, and yet we're grounded as well in scripture and the centrality of the gospel of Jesus Christ and justification by grace through faith. So we're trying to we're trying to be faithful uh, as much as we can, and in, um, in in a world that is in a culture that's that's changing rapidly. We've talked about your own parish ministry and now your ministry in theological education, and I wonder if you can just speak for a moment about um, how, on the one hand, your uh, experience as a pastor has helped you in the shaping and forming of ministers of the gospel. And then secondly, uh, what is your prayer for this next generation of ministers? What do you think that uh, they need to hear? What does the church um, need uh, as they're preparing for ministry? Um, I wonder if you could speak to that as well. Well, thank you for that question. First of all, I think being a parish pastor was excellent preparation for this uh, this position, this call, because by and large, most of our students will end up in a parish. Even those who go on uh, for further graduate work, uh, a PhD or, or something, uh, many, uh, we have, well, many, but we have uh, quite a number of good faithful pastors who have PhDs in uh, various uh, theological disciplines. But I think to prepare people for ministry and the challenges of ministry today uh, with um, fewer and fewer people engaged in the life of the church, with the, the numbers uh, shrinking uh, in, in so many different ways, and the culture simply not being as friendly as it was. Now, these are great challenges, but I think they're also great opportunities because if the gospel is true, we have nothing to fear from its opponents. Um, we, that's why we have to have pastors that are well formed, uh, learned, um, intellectually formed, spiritually formed, deep in the great tradition of Christian faith, deep in the evangelical witness. And as uh, an NALC pastor formed to be part of the values of the North American Lutheran church. As all, all these challenges face us, but it's just, Great mission opportunity. And I would say 
today the culture is increasingly less like the 19th and early 20th century, more like the second and third and fourth centuries. All right. The, you know, where Christianity was in a minority had all these intellectual and religious challenges to the faith. And yet the gospel emerged because the Holy Spirit blessed the, uh, the ministry of the church. And, um, in some places the church began to thrive. So, um, I'm optimistic, not because of, uh, me or anybody else, but because the Holy Spirit will not let us fall through the cracks. But that doesn't mean we, we've got to do both. We've got to work hard and pray hard. All right. So in my prayer for the uh, pastors, I pray that we have pastors who, who love, who love Jesus, who love God, who love people and who are intellectually passionate and, and spiritually uh, passionate. Uh, people who can live from both uh, their head and their hearts uh, and putting those together and and um, to begin to uh, share share God's truth uh, with the world. And uh, that will take, you know, humility and courage and fortitude and grace and um, sprinkle it all with a lot of joy. <laughs> Amen. Well, Pastor Recent, Kristen and I always uh, conclude these interviews with podcast guests by asking them what God's been teaching them recently. Anything oh. that you can say just from your own walk with God in recent weeks to our listeners that might be an encouragement to them? Yes, I can. What has God been teaching me? Um, I know this sounds, uh, I'll say it and then I'll explain it. God has been teaching me that the gospel is true. All right. That. You know, I proclaim the gospel. I believe the gospel. But again and again, in the messiness of life and in the challenges of what we're trying to do, it's easy to forget the gospel. And God has shown me again and again in small ways that he will not let us go. All right. That, uh, you know, as I, I, I preach today on uh, uh, Samuel and the idea of, you know, when all of our supports are gone, you know, when when everything's taken away, all of the idols, all the things in which we trust, even without us, without being aware of it, uh, when those are taken away and we say, I've only got God, you know, and and that's enough that, you know, um as a friend of mine, a, a theologian used to say, um, he related to another story, but it's a simple truth that Jesus loves you and he will never let you go. Amen. Listeners, you have been hearing the Reverend Dr. Eric Reeson. He is an ordained Lutheran pastor, has been a congregational minister for many, many years. Uh, he is the president of the North American Lutheran Seminary, which is based in Pennsylvania, but has a network of sister schools spread around the country, including Beeson Divinity School. So he is also a partner with us in the ministry of forming good pastors. We are grateful to you, Dr. Reeson, for being on the show with us today. More importantly, we're grateful to you for being our partners in ministry and preaching in chapel, edifying us in so many ways. Listeners, please pray for Dr. Reeson and the North American Lutheran Seminary and pray for Beeson Divinity School as it partners with people like Dr. Reeson in training Lutheran pastors for the next generation and all kinds of other faithful, godly ministers of the word. We say goodbye for now. 
You've been listening to the Beeson Podcast. Our theme music is written and performed by Advent Birmingham of the Cathedral Church of the Advent in Birmingham, Alabama. Our engineer is Rob Willis. Our announcer is Mike Pascarello. Our co-hosts are Doug Sweeney and myself, Kristen Padilla. Please subscribe to the Beeson Podcast at beesondivinity.com slash podcast or on iTunes.